Hey team, it's Syra, and we are back again this week doing one of my favorite things, which is reviewing three different stocks together where Megan and I do a little bit of qualitative analysis and then eventually play our favorite game of buy, sell, or hold. Remember, the advice that I'm giving Megan isn't necessarily the best advice for you, but I am just so ready to do another three extremely interesting stocks. So let's go. Welcome to Girls Just Want to Have Fun, the weekly podcast that deconstructs the intimidating world of finance. Hosted by Syra Rahman, VP of Finance at HM Bradley, and her partner in crime, Megan McShane, a manager at a Fortune 100 company, and supported by Stockwits. Girls Just Want to Have Funds will take on the important questions in personal finance that so many of us avoid, but also take on a glass of wine or two. Learn more, subscribe to the show, and join Syra and Megan on their no shame adventure to financial freedom at girlsjustwanna.com. Megan. Hey, Sai How are you? Oh, my goodness. We're about to have some more stock conversations. Are you buckled in? Back by popular demand. <laughs> I do feel like we had a lot of really great feedback, and I'm just amped for today's conversation. And I want to mention one thing before we jump in, and it was a comment that was made to me that is important. And it's that we are doing more of the qualitative research on these stocks versus just doing the quantitative, which would be if we were to do technical analysis. So there are additional data points that you can pull in regard to each of these stocks. And there is a financial analysis that maybe someday, if Megan ever gets bored enough, we will dive into. But for the time being, I like sticking to the qualitative side of these stocks because I do think it's the most interesting aspect. And it's the most fun to talk about, frankly. So Megan, if you ready, girl, should we take a quick break before we jump into the fun stuff? Yeah, I need a sip of wine, girl. Yeah, I need let's, it. let's dig it. Let's dig it, dig it, dig it. All right. Had to bring in the whole bottle into my bedroom, by the way, because I can just easily just like pour it back up. Have I told you about the Coravin that I purchased recently, or not purchased? Nick got for me for Christmas. The what? It helps me limit how much I'm drinking because it actually puts a like needle through the cork, and then like rather than telling yourself that you have to kill the bottle, because that was my mentality before. Wow. Got to kill the bottle. You spent the money on the wine. You got to kill the bottle with the needle in it it actually keeps it pretty safe from just getting ruined and turning into vinegar. So hmm. you then can pour yourself one glass at a time and it's significantly turned down my drinking, which is good and bad. I mean, it's like two glasses of wine is usually enough, maybe even just one, you know? But sure. And which is why I highly advocate for the product, but simultaneously, you know, when you have the bottle sitting next to you for a recording, Sauce up, girl. Which means I'm ready to talk about stocks, I guess. Yeah. Let's. Okay. So we were talking about previously a bunch of somewhat relevant stocks. And now I'm ready to, to hear what stocks you want to talk about this week. So hit me with your best shot. What's the first one we're looking at? Snapchat. Oh, gosh, the Gen Z stock of Gen Z stocks. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so first questions first, do you use Snapchat? 
I used to use it a lot more. It was the only way that my younger brothers that are 10 years younger than me would talk to me, if I'm being quite honest. <laughs> you know, they might be the last two people I've added on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From like summer, summer, when we when I came over in July, like t- what, two years ago now, three years ago? Three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you use Snapchat for? Were you actually like posting in Snapchat or whatever they call it, putting up a story? Yeah, well, Snapchat, I think, was the first app to actually have the stories. Yes. And I would say, you know, my subjective opinion, they have the best filters. So when I'm like feeling good, I still have Snapchat and I'll like open it and be like, "Mm, good filter. Mm -hmm. You know, you take a couple photos. Which one are we using today? No, I'm actually with you on that. And I was just going to say the same thing. The only time I jump in this, and this might be a millennial versus Gen Z thing. The only time I jump in there is when I'm like, oh, makeup's on. Mm-hmm. A couple cocktails in me. Like, what what angles should I take some photos in? Yeah, I'm going to send you some after this. Just so you know. oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> I love getting surprise Snapchats. Okay, so we're both like, I'll call them occasional users of the product. So tell me about some of the research that you did. Like, what did you discover when you were looking up Snapchat? Yeah. Well, I know they're an American-based company out of Silicon Valley. I do know that by three dudes. Forgot their names. Um, They're nine years old, which is the length of time I've been in Seattle. And probably some of their target audience is nine years old, Mm -hmm. which is actually true. I did find out that their target audience is 16 or younger. It's kind of their primary focus. 16 or younger? How many people under 16 do you think? So let's talk about Tam for a second based on that. Like how many people under 16, if that's their focus market, have cell phones? I think a lot more than we would like to believe. Oh, gosh. I know. I hate that a little bit. I know. It makes us want to be better parents, but like I know I probably won't. Mm. (laughs) I'm like, please be quiet. Just use my phone sort Mm. of a thing. Mm. But other fun facts because we like numbers here. There's around 4 billion snaps sent a day. 4 billion. Did you find any data as to whether or not that's U.S. only or if that's like across the world? Well, I do know they're localized in like 37 countries. So I think that's probably a global global number. 4 billion. Yeah. I imagine. I don't know what the U.S. number is. Yeah, I guess I was I was more wondering like if their TAM is focused mainly in the U.S. or if it's, you know, kind of like Facebook that's spread like a disease to other countries. So yeah, I definitely think it's mostly aggregated in the US because there's other apps around the world that people use because they're more readily available and just people use them. So it's probably heavily skewed in the US would be my guess. Okay, okay, okay. And so did you find anything impressive about their management? I mean, I'm all for the young entrepreneur. I think Silicon Valley is made up of a lot of these companies. They're definitely one of the huge success stories. I don't have any emotional attachment to this company by any means, but I do think they have some innovative juices, right? Like we just talked about, they have the best filters. They started stories, I think, right? They did start stories. Something that I think is super interesting about Snapchat, and this goes back to their S1 that I think was filed, I mean, probably back in 2017 now, they actually consider themselves to be a camera company. Oh, And I feel like that's something that gets lost in the conversation a lot, but they believe in their filters, in their technology. Like everything else, I think, is almost an attribute of the fact that they are a camera company. So the fact that we love their filters does not surprise me at all. 
So they put their money where their value prop is, is what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I probably should disclose the fact that I am actually a shareholder in Snapchat. Mm-hmm. I don't own a ton of Snapchat, but I own enough to keep myself aware. What made you buy them? So I see a lot of value in products that Gen Z loves to use. So when I saw your siblings actually using that, I mean, nonstop using Snapchat, almost to an extent more so than Instagram, like they're almost uninterested in Instagram because of the fact that the elders use it. And frankly, that in my mind, I was immediately like, okay, I need to get some of this stock. They have just so much technologically advanced in terms of being further along than anything Instagram does. I'm actually, to be perfectly frank, I hate most of the filters on Instagram. Sometimes they have funny ones, but I don't find any of them to be appealing to me on a regular. I would rather post a photo I've already taken from Snapchat and insert it in Instagram, which to me says a lot about the quality of product that Snapchat's offering. In addition to the fact that I think their stock is extremely undervalued. Mm, interesting. Yeah. yeah. But we but we use stories more in Instagram. Right? Or do you use it more in Snapchat? Uh, you know, but I think that's an age differentiation. I think a lot of my like younger friends still use stories in Snapchat. And oh. the other thing is, because I like the camera better in Snapchat, I will actually go into Snapchat and use their stuff. And think about one of our girlfriends who had a bachelorette party in New York City, Sam. I had a Snapchat filter for her, but I couldn't do that in Instagram. Oh, I forgot about those. Yeah. You could actually have it customized and it could say Sam's Bachelorette. Oh, yes. yeah. And you could have a geolocation where if you're in that location, you can actually customize the Snapchat filter. I mean, that kind of stuff makes, to me, Snapchat such a huge differentiator compared to Instagram because I can't do that in Instagram. Got it. Hmm. Yeah. Snapchat. I mean, like not emotionally connected. It's not the Etsy for me, you know? Okay. So... Tell me something interesting that you found out about Snapchat when you were reviewing them. Well, I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't find out that they were a camera company because that makes a lot more sense to me. I feel like I'm learning more from you than what I read. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think that when you become an investor and you decide to start purchasing some of these stocks, when you do the significant research that you have to do in terms of like just basic diligence to be like, okay, I'm going to put a bunch of money towards this. Yeah. At that point, you start learning some of these things. So, got it. Yeah. But did you find any fun facts? Like, was there something that excited you about it? Or was there something that you were like, whoa, I don't think this is a cool stock? I mean, I definitely think it's undervalued. I don't know how much it was today, but I checked a couple days ago. I was kind of surprised just because you, you know, you look at like the Facebooks of the world and the Teslas of the world and you're like, they're pretty expensive. Yeah. When I saw the number like 4 billion Snapchats a day, you almost think like, holy shit, their stock's going to be through the roof. I can't afford it. But then also at the same time, I was like, but if their target audience is 16 years or younger, they're not buying stocks, but they believe in the company. They're not buying stocks. So that's what I'm saying. In terms of like, if they're aggressively chasing younger generations, think about how long mm. the potential existence of Snapchat is, right? Like they've already captured Gen Z. They've captured some millennials to some extent, and they're focused on a younger generation that is going to continue to grow in size. 
over time, right? And and they'll continue to make money and they'll probably continue to use product as long as this product stays up to speed with the younger generations. That's something I always question when it comes to these tech companies is are they going to be able to maintain themselves? Because I like I compare everything to other apps that I'm using. Like I've faded on Facebook to an extreme degree. So much so that I I almost don't log in more than once a week. If and that. it's just to like make sure that like I didn't miss a big announcement from an older family member. Yeah. I know. So it's like, is Snapchat going to be that in 10 years? Like if they've only been around for nine years, their target audience is 16 years or younger. Like it, will they be relevant? So it's kind of taking a bet. It's kind of a cool bet. You're taking a gamble. But I mean, if their daily active users is increasing, that's something that I personally would look for. A, daily active users be what the technology continues to look like and how often you continue to use it, right? Like there's little there's little things that I'm checking personally in terms of, you know, I'm going to have a conversation when your brother comes over when we're having Taylor Palooza and be like, okay, Connor, are you still using Snapchat as often as you were before? Are you using it more than before the pandemic? Because people's screen time has gone up dramatically, right? So if he's still using Snapchat, if not more so now than he was before, I think that says something about the viability of the latitude the stock will have, longitude the stock will have over time. Oh, yeah. This is like a nice ongoing case study. I didn't think about it that way. I think like every time we have these conversations, you kind of shift the narrative in my head a little bit. You're like, okay, Megan, I know you know the story of the company. I know you know the target audience. I know you know their daily active users, blah, blah, blah. But have you thought about the long-term gains potentially? Yeah. And that's huh. what you should be focused on because, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're buying a stock today, you really only care about if it's growing in five or 10 years, right? Because we're looking to hold it for the long term. Yes. Not, you're not looking to profit overnight. Right. Okay. So should we move on to the side? I have three. I want yes. to Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm like, this is starting to hype me up. Okay. Tell me, <laughs> tell me about number two. Who are we talking about next? All right. We're going to go a little bit back in time. Oh, Walmart. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Mm-hmm. This is a really exciting and different one. And I know some people probably just turned off our podcast because Walmart <laughs> is not like what I'm going to call a sexy or exciting stock. But it's a super interesting one. Tell me, tell me a couple things that you found. All right. So Walmart has been around for 58 years. Forever. It was established and still owned 50% today by the Walton family. They are one of the richest families in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I think their revenue today, no, I know their revenue today is $559 billion. Those are the facts that I found out about the Walmart company. And did you do any research on like recent news? Did you look up any additional detail on it? I mean, I have opinions. Okay. On Walmart. So what is your opinion? Do you go to Walmart? Are you a Walmart shopper? So here's the thing. Now, to be honest, like the work that we're doing together, you've made me a lot more financially conscious of the decisions that I'm making which means I'm always looking for the lowest prices on commodity items that I buy. Toilet paper, LaCroix, blah, 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 blah. LaCroix, bougie. But if you look at Walmart, like they usually have the lowest prices. And so the ethical side of Megan that was like, shop at Target, is like "Mm," the financial side is like, maybe you should start looking at Walmart. And I I say that and I sound like such a, you know, jerk. But... 
I do know, and I don't know if it's the facts anymore, but they do undervalue like their employees and underpay them and they work a lot. So I don't love that about Walmart. I don't know if that has changed, but that's definitely the bad taste I had in my mouth about them for a really long time. So I kind okay. of avoided them. Yeah. So so there there is an ethical question there. Absolutely. I I will tell you they are very good at burying news about that because I don't tend to see a lot of stuff about how poorly Walmart treats their employees, although I am very well aware of the fact that they do that. And I do know that they also cut corners and some of their products might be slightly lower quality because of the fact that they they want to get, you know, they pick the produce that get, comes the last off of the produce truck, right? Like Whole yeah. Foods, Whole Paycheck gets the top of the food truck and Walmart gets the bottom. So in terms of quality, there's definitely something potentially missing there. So I... I think it's an interesting stock for a multitude of reasons. The first and foremost being that Walmart is what I consider to be a very recession-proof stock. So if you were to think that, you know, if you were to think into the future, if we were to go into a recession, the types of stocks that you would want to take a look at, well, in terms of the types of stocks you'd want to look at, one of them would be Walmart. So people tend to shop cheaper when they can't afford to go to Target, right? So yeah, and I get that objectively, I do. And if you do look at Walmart, like through the objective lens, again, I always want to tell you my opinion because I think it's valid, like especially if I'm going to be a stockholder, like I got to believe in the company. But like if you look at the the pandemic and what it's done for closing down stores and stuff, they've really been able to step up their game with their e-commerce. So you can buy things online, they can get delivered, you have curbside pickup, like They've really been able to pivot and evolve very quickly, which is probably because they have so much money. But also, I think it's a testament to the people that work there and kind of hiring people that are innovative thinkers in really hard times. And you have to be that way in retail. So I would say that that's a testament to them. And so I'm going to be a little bit sassy with you because I can tell that you didn't Google the news on this one. And this is why Googling the news is so important. They just announced a massive partnership with Ribbit Capital, who Ribbit Capital does like every single cool fintech, not every single, many of the cool fintechs have investments from Ribbit. Mm. I, you know, don't quote me on this, but I'm almost 100% sure that that actually includes Robinhood. Ribbit Capital? Is that like a venture capital? Mm-hmm. It's a venture capital firm. So they, they're partnering with Ribbit Capital and they just hired two of the executives from Goldman Sachs's fintech arm. Oh. And I believe they're building out some really cool fintech products for underbanked people. And really for a lot of people that go to shop at Walmart. So I'm excited to see what they're developing. I know they attempted to actually get a bank charter, I want to say six or seven years ago. So Walmart's been thinking about the fintech space for a long time. But so that is something that... that I consider to be very, very beneficial for Walmart's long-term vision and some of the initiatives that they're undertaking. So, you know, Mm. if Walmart becomes a bank as well, I mean, they basically dominate multiple markets. Oh my God. We should find ourselves a Walton. (laughs) Just to be friends with, you know? (laughs) Just to understand. Just to understand. Just to understand the lifestyle. Oh, that's super interesting. That that is a really good point, Sai, because when I was looking up these companies, I'm more into like the 
I'm like, who are they? What's their story? Who's their target audience? And then how do I feel about them? That's the way I've been starting to profile. But I love the valid point of, but look at the news and kind of just try to gauge and have, you know, is there a trend forming that you wouldn't think of for Walmart? Like that's and something it'll help. Yeah, about. absolutely. And it'll also help you build your perspective, right? Like there's mm-hmm. there's an additional layer here of like grokking something about them that you probably probably wouldn't know otherwise. So there is there's that one additional step. And that's something that I always recommend to people. Like if you take a look at what they're doing based on what's in the news, there is always something there to to teach you. So that being said, I'm like, I think I'm ready for number three. Although I'm a little nervous now. I feel like I'm going to break out in a cold sweat because you always, well, I say always last time you asked me about (laughs) Tesla. So what are we? Yeah, no, we're not talking about Tesla again though. Are we? Did we pick something new? Okay. Okay. We did. We did. Okay. 10 cent. Okay. 10 cent. This is Okay, first of all, a very hot stock in general. But I mean, okay, tell me everything. What are your thoughts? Why did you choose Tencent? Well, just some like baseline profile about Tencent. They're a Chinese-owned technology company, more like a conglomerate. They own so much. It's unbelievable. They are 22 years old. One of the things that people know the most of is that they own WeChat. Another thing people might not know a lot about is the huge, huge undertaking that they have around games, both mobile, PC, and console games. When you say undertaking, when you, you like their, they own, their umbrella is, okay. It's huge. So they have things like Call of Duty, League of Legends, Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Like, let's have a moment for Fortnite. Like, all those Snapchat users under 16 are on Fortnite as well. You know, like, that's their thing. That's their community in in moments of isolation, which is right now. (laughs) But but also like going into the gaming thing, like this is this is big for us, at least at work right now, because it just is for what I do. But in the PC gaming space, like they're also starting to invest in other gaming platforms like Epic Games and Ubisoft, which does Dance Dance Revolution and other huge games and Just Dance. So yeah, that's kind of the background on who Tencent is and kind of some of the things that they're about. Just top line. So tell me about how you feel about them as a company. I feel like you just gave me a really good breakdown of of the company in general. But like, what do you think? Do you like them? Do you give me ideas of their total addressable market and their executives and all of that good stuff? Yeah. I mean, I think in general, like all... <laughs> It feels like all roads lead to Tencent. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, anything technology media-based tends to lead back to Tencent. Like, I was trying to figure out, you know, what do game developers develop in? Like, just on a random Saturday. And it was like, all roads lead back to Tencent. Who owns Fortnite so we can get, you know, IP or whatever to help promote it through marketing? And it's like, all roads lead back to Tencent. If people around the world aren't using iMessage, what are they using? They're using WeChat. So for me, I'm like, this is a gold mine. Like this this company is a gold mine in my head. G- gold mine. Mine. Gold mine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Golden mines, gold mine, same thing. Gold yeah. mine. Gold yeah. mine. It's okay. It's oh, okay. I'm adding a D. Okay. You're adding a D. Anyway, what are your thoughts? I'm really curious. 
On Tencent? Oh, man. Yes. Okay. Full disclosure. I feel like I should have just done a disclosure at the beginning of this. I am also invested in Walmart. I am also invested in Tencent. Okay. Okay. Few different feelings about Tencent. First and foremost, I do think gaming is the future and I'm just ecstatic about all of the different aspects of gaming. I personally love gaming. My favorite game is Call of Duty, which is definitely one of the reasons I started researching Tencent. I mean, gosh, I am not a Fortniter, but man, have I talked to some kids that are and they spend like six or seven hours a day in Fortnite, which apparently you can just bury yourself in that world forever. And then there's this additional layer on top of that where they do have all these additional things. WeChat, I've discovered in talking to a lot of other fintech companies, they also attempt to integrate with WeChat because WeChat has such a huge market in China. There is a significant portion of the population there. It is more popular than Venmo in China, which is you know one of the biggest countries in the world. So from my perspective, I think that that is such an interesting market. I did read this morning that their executive chairman is stepping down. So why did it say why it said that he's, he needs to dedicate time to other, other businesses, but Mm. like Mm. I don't buy that an extremely successful conglomerate like Tencent. I don't know. I'm curious to see what else is going on, but They just continue to grow. They continue to innovate. And frankly, Call of Duty has a cultish following. I'm certain that Fortnite does as well, but I'm well immersed in Call of Duty myself. Not currently, but I was for a very long time. So I don't know. I'm I'm really excited to see the future of Tencent. I know that they have taken quite a few stock hits of late because again, they're, they get lumped in with a lot of other tech companies, but I see a lot of future for the gaming world. So I'm very, very bullish on any entity that has cool games and cool gaming features. I think it's something to be said about this past year and how people are trying to find community in moments of isolation too, right? Oh, like a good point. We've seen gaming just, I mean, go through the roof because, you know, I mean, you and I are on a PC right now in two different states. This is fun for us. This is our community, but not everybody has this. Right. And so other people are trying to find it through co-op games, even like League of Legends, which is huge and has a huge fan base too that Tencent owns. (laughs) But it's a way of like, yo, do you want to set up a night? Like, let's do Saturday. Like, let's all grab, you know, some beers or some water or whatever floats your boat. And we'll all hop on our PCs, TVs, mobile phones together at the same time to build that sense of community we can't have anymore. Right. That's such a good point. I, like, And I think everyone has their own thing, right? So some people are Snapchatting all day. Mm-hmm. You and I are probably closer to an Instagrammer. I'm much more of a tweeter. And, you know, I think there is an entire... Nick actually has game night with all of his friends. That's how he's been staying connected to them. So I think that's actually the perfect point, Megan. He literally, on Tuesday nights, it's game night. And, you know, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., I yeah. let him hang out with his massive screen and his buddies and they play whatever strange computer game they play but that's how they bond and that's his like me time with his buddies so yeah I'm actually right there with you on that this is a really interesting market and I I'm excited to kind of dig into different stocks in this arena over the course of time and really even private companies as well 
I'm super proud of you, by the way, for not throwing me under the bus and asking me to talk about GameStop today. <laughs> I really welcome. thought we were going to go for the GameStop, and I'm I'm happy to happy to hear that that was not the case. So you know, you know, baby girl, we're in a league of our own here. We're setting our own chart. We don't need to talk about what everybody else is talking about. Ooh, There's a documentary on Hulu. Oh. There's a documentary on Hulu already. I was shocked to see how fast that got up. I mean, it was kind of impressive. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, one last thing about gaming, and then I'll shut up. Yeah, even some countries, including some universities inside of China have majors for esports because it's becoming like the new sport that you can do professionally for the rest of your life. Yeah. And so I think there's just so much like motion just around this whole arena, even like talking about our Snapchat like target audience. You know, a lot of those people are probably gamers too. There's probably overlap between the two of them. But gaming is like becoming a sense of community and like you're even seeing it like in universities, which I think is so wild. Like you can major in esports. That is crazy. I actually have not heard that. I've been talking to a lot of, so this is kind of wild, but I've been talking to a lot of competitive esport teams here in the mm, US. So yeah. they get crazy sponsorships and then they they get paid basically to play video games, which you know, someday I hope to make lots of money by, you know, doing media stuff with you. But I was like, what? Like every person that plays video games, what a dream to just be videotaped playing video games and then to get paid to do that. I know. I mean, it makes sense that it's in universities though. Like now that you say that it clicks and it connects all of the dots for me because what an interesting what an interesting concept. It is interesting. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Hopefully they start doing that here because I'm pretty sure my dorky future children will will be <laughs> super into something like that. You know, I'll be there with the foam finger, but by foam, I don't think that's like environmentally friendly. It'll be like a compostable sock, you know, but I'll, I'll be there. I'll be in the stands. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Should we take a quick break before we add it up? Let's take a break. Okay. So Megan, you ready to add it up? Let's add it up. So I want to go through what we did before, which is buy, sell, hold. But the other piece of feedback that I received that was well received is I want to do buy, sell, hold as in buy because you'd like to buy it, sell because you have no interest in it, or hold because you're not sure. Make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, 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 so let's start from the top. Snapchat. Buy, sell, or hold? Hold. Hold. What's the reasoning? Kind of to your logic we talked about. Like, what's going to happen when the kids that are actively using it every day can buy stocks? And will the company perform? Like, I kind of want to take a gamble. Like, I kind of want to hold it. Hang on. What do you mean when the kids that can do it buy stocks? What What does that have to do with it? I'm misunderstanding something. Well, I think, I don't know. Can anyone buy a stock? Can you be four years old and buy stock? 18 and over. Okay. But the users, so I want to make a differentiation here. Users does not equal people that want to buy stock, right? People that want to buy a stock just want to make money. No, I know. But I think if those people are active users and they're under 16, when they become 18, 
maybe they would be so inclined to buy the stock of a company they really truly believe in, is what I was thinking. Sure. But the vast majority of movement doesn't come from retail. It actually comes from like institutional, which we can talk about sometime. But most people that are investing in stocks are not, they're not the folk like you and I. I know they're not, but I think things are going to change. Like we have, I don't know. I hear what you're saying, but I think I want to hold it because I don't know what's going to happen. Like it's been out in the market for nine years. I think it has a lot of value. Like we're all kind of waiting to see what's going to happen next with Snapchat. Like if they're going to hit another tipping point like they did on stories and with their filters. Yeah. Or is their entire audience base going to go to TikTok because TikTok announces a new feature? Who knows? Okay. Okay. Hold. I am. I'm with you there. So, okay. We're on hold for Snapchat. Moving on. Walmart. Bye. Sale or hold? <laughs> I love that face. Sell. Sell. You don't think Walmart has a deep future? Okay, reasoning. I do think they have a deep future. I just don't believe they're an ethical company. It's hard for me. Okay. All right. You you have firm beliefs in where you think your money should be. And I wholeheartedly support that. Okay. So you're skipping over Walmart. Okay. Last but not least, Tencent. Buy, sell, or hold. Well, process of elimination. <laughs> buy. Well, you buy. could have more than one buy. You could have more than one sell, too. Oh, oh I was thinking like Mary F. Kill. No, I kind of no. like that. I kind of like that though. <laughs> you can only buy one. Okay, we can we can stick with that going forward. Okay, so this one you are buying. Buying. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, and why? The gaming space. I think they're dominating in the gaming space, and gaming has already taken off. I can only the sky's the limit with gaming, right and on. Tencent will be one of those. Yeah, key players. I actually am right there with you. So yeah, I'm with I'm with you on that one. Mm. Okay, well, Megan, this has been an excellent round of buy, sell, hold, but should we wrap it up and and get together again when we have some time to chat further on all of these things? Yes, yes, we shall. (laughs) (laughs) No, this has been fun. I like this. It's fun to talk about. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you enjoy talking about talking about stocks in general. I feel like this is like I told you before, like investing is my jam. And I love having these conversations and breaking down each each and every one. Definitely. I think it makes it less intimidating. I think it's cool for me to be able to look at the company and also add in some subjectivity about my opinion because it's my flipping money. I'm not going to be a shareholder if I don't believe. Yeah, absolutely. I like honestly and it's a really great stance to have. And I think that actually leads in really well to what one of our upcoming episodes will be, which will be with someone who focuses on exactly how you can put your money where your mouth is and how you can take a look at investing with a conscience. So Ooh, I'm excited for that one. Yeah. Yes, Lots yes, of good yes. new acronyms. Here we come. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Mm. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Nina. Love you. I'll talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Head on over to girlsjustwanna.com where you can subscribe to the show, follow Megan and I on social, or even text us your important financial questions. And remember, there's no shame in asking anything. 
We'll see you next time on Girls Just Wanna Have Funs. 